0: And for every woman in the house, we're so, so happy you're here. And I'm going to say a little happy Mother's Day to my mom online. Happy Mother's Day, mom. You are literally the GOAT. Now, if you know what that means, it means the greatest of all time. I wasn't saying something offensive. That is a great compliment. My mom is the greatest of all time, but so is my mom-in-law. You are literally the goat as well. Not a goat, the goat. You are the greatest of all time, and I love you both.
1: How blessed am I to have two incredible moms in my life? And same here, Lori. Like, I, th- I look over here, I've got my mother-in-love over here, and I've got my mother here. Happy Mother's Day to two women that are my greatest inspiration, and the goat, the greatest of all time. We're using that, we take that. I love you, love and happy Mother's Day. Love I it. I love it
0: so much. Now, If you're a man here in the house today, you know that this service is gonna be focused to our women, but the word that Rhonda and I have to share with all of you today is for everyone. Of course, we're gonna be specifically speaking into the heart of women and addressing the women of the house, but there really is a word for everyone because we believe that God has something powerful for each one of you to grab. So even if you're a man here today, open up your heart and let God speak to you in a powerful way. And we're gonna be talking about a character from the Bible, Deborah, a character that we both absolutely love. And is there anybody in the house whose name is Deborah? Wave to me if your name's Deborah. Your daughter's name is Deborah. We've got some Deborahs. If your name is Deborah, there's an extra special blessing for you sure is Uh, receive the Mm -hmm. blessing of your namesake as we speak about this woman from the bible named deborah now deborah was the only female judge in the bible and she was named as the most godly of all the judges now that is saying something deborah was a prophet and a warrior And we chose her because she was actually named the mother of Israel. Now, that is so interesting because the scriptures Mm -hmm. don't really say if she had any biological children of her own. So even as a woman who did not have biological children, she was known as the mother of Israel. And many came to her for counsel and judgment, and she ruled from under the palm of Deborah.
1: I love this Lori. This under, is our jam.
0: Under the palm of Deborah. So this, I think today is the palm <laughs> of Lori and Rhonda. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the palm of Deborah probably was much more grandiose than this. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But we'll take this They're probably but this is the palm of Lori and Rhonda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well listen, listen to what the scriptures say in Judges chapter four. It says now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lepididoth, was judging in Israel at that time and she used to sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the people of Israel came to her for judgment. Again, judgment meaning advice and ruling and leadership. And I just think that we need to stop, just here for a moment and take this in, and really picture what this would have been like, okay? So this Old Testament judge, all right, but I prefer actually to call her a queen. All right, my girls, they call every woman a queen. They literally just throw that around. They text it, like, hey, queen, what's up? They call <laughs> her a queen. So if you're a woman here today, you are a queen, okay? Deborah was a queen, and her name actually means bee. So literally, she's the queen bee. Love it. She is the queen bee, okay? And I want you to picture it. So she sits under her palm, okay? And the people come. And the people come to her, and she's got her feet up. I'm sure she's on her lounger. I'm sure. Yep. She's got her drink. She's got her drink in her hand. Happy Mother's Day. Here you go. Happy Mother's Day. That's right. right. And she is literally the people are coming to her, and she is just (laughs) resting, and she is at peace. She is just fully in her giftings, but she is being herself. Now, Hmm. Rhonda, I think we would have been besties.
1: We would have been. We would
0: have been with Queen Deborah. We would have been besties because, okay, from about this time of year, now. is the weather not just so beautiful? It has turned, it's sunny. It's gonna get to like 27 this week. I can't even. Okay, from about this time of year, you're gonna find both Rhonda and I, and this is just authentic. I know you know it because our skin color will change about probably (laughs) (laughs) 10 degrees, (laughs) but we literally spend from about now until, and we rule under the palm as well. We are just sitting, no, no seriously, have you seen this beautiful property we work at? We go into the back, we bring our laptops and we're like, we're like, we can't. you can't see. Have you ever brought your laptop outside? We're like, we don't care. We don't no. care. We're out in the sun. You want to book an the appointment? Sun. We'll see you outside <laughs> now till about October. <laughs> yep, that's we true. We just love it. This is our jam. It this is, is our jam. And our queen, Deborah, this is what she does. And I think she had a motto. I think she lived by a motto because we see her doing what came natural to her. Stay calm under the palm. I think we can go home now, ladies. That's it. <laughs> Stay calm under the palm. So good.
1: Well, Rhonda, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the story of Deborah? Well, like Loria said, Deborah is extraordinary. She is actually one of my favorite Bible characters, and I just love Deborah not only because she was a judge, but she was the only female judge that is mentioned in the Bible. And it tells us, as Loria said, that pa- that lineups would come to listen to her because she had great wisdom, great courage, and great authority. Now, this story is actually about two amazing women. It's about Deborah and Jael, so you can't tell one without the other. Now, the story goes on to tell us that Deborah receives instructions from the Lord to go and attack Sisera, and who he is the Canaanite commander of troops. And so she then tells Barak, who oversees, the, he's like the general of Israel, he tells him to go, and this is what God has told him, that they're going to be able to defeat this mighty army. Well, Barak says to Deborah, if you go with me, I will go. If you don't go, I'm not going to go. Well, then Deborah goes on to tell him that due to his lack of trust in God that the glory and honor is going to go to a woman and it's going to be someone we would not expect. Now, all through Scripture, we see God move in unexpected ways, in unexpected times, in unexpected places, and in unexpected people. God loves to do the unexpected. Now judge and warrior Deborah go off to battle with Barak and they destroy the Canaanite army. However, Sisera escapes and he finds himself in the tent of Jael. Now Jael, he asks Jael for some milk and to sleep in some shelter. And so as he's sleeping, get this, <laughs> mighty Jael. This is an epic story. She grabs a tent peg and she slams it through his temple and kills him whoa ho, go Jael, and wins the victory for Israel. So she is so powerful, and this is exactly what Jabra had prophesied, that the honor and glory would go to a woman. Now these are two amazing women, two heroes from complete different walks of life, and I love that. I love that too, and so maybe you're here today and
0: you can relate mm-hmm. to Deborah. Maybe you have a lot of responsibility, maybe you have a lot of leadership at work, or you oversee many, many things. Maybe you relate a little more to JL. Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, or you like it behind the scenes. The truth is that no matter what your history, no matter what your story, whether mm. you're, you can relate to Deborah, whether you can relate to JL, you are a queen yes. of your small K kingdom. God has given you a small K kingdom to steward. And it's a wonder why so many of us, no matter what, no matter where we find ourselves, no matter how much responsibility under our care, we find ourselves feeling insignificant. Like, does what I do really, really matter? Now, let's go back, even before Deborah. In the very, very beginning when God created the earth, before sin ever entered the world, God created everything, and He created man, and He gave man a purpose. He gave every single one of us a purpose. A purpose as a gardener to serve, to cultivate, to sow, to build into the land, to serve the land, and as a guardian, He actually gave us authority over the earth, He said subdue it, and. Gave us authority and this authority is realized through servanthood and this is the purpose of all humanity then we fast forward way past deborah to the life of jesus and we see jesus modeling this exact thing okay jesus the capital k king of the capital k kingdom the king of kings and the lord of lords comes to earth and what does he say he says I came not to be served but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Jesus himself modeled this very purpose. He came to rule with ultimate authority through servanthood. Then we see judge, queen, warrior, Deborah, our queen. We love her. And we see the housewife, but queen in her right and warrior in her right, J.L. They both had this same call, a call to serve and to rule this small K kingdom that God had entrusted to them. We see Deborah sacrificially serving her kingdom and her people, physically overcoming her enemies. She got her hands dirty, she went into battle, and her courage paved the way for Jael to do the same. These women, they stepped into their authority through serving yet we see this peace and this rest and this calm when we both, when we fully embrace both the limitations and the opportunities within the small K kingdom God has given us to steward. So we see Deborah ruling under the palm. I mean, there's chaos happening in the land. Her enemies are pressing in. Her literal job is to solve problems, all day long, solving problems. Women, do you ever feel like that? Like your job is just solving problems every day, problem after problem after problem. I mean, Barack, the leader of the army, the guy whose job it was to run the military, literally comes to her and he says, I can't, I'm not doing it without you. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it unless you come. I'm not doing it. And she's like, Bruh, what do I pay you for? (laughs) This is your job, right? No, he says, No, you have to come with me. And she says, Okay. Stay calm under the palm. We see another scripture in Exodus, and this is referencing a different story, but I absolutely love it because it has the same heart of what we're talking about today. In Exodus 14, verses 13 and 14, it says this, do not be afraid, take your stand and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. The Lord will fight for you, and you only need to keep silent and remain calm we can remain calm under the palm because we know that God is with us. Now, I want to explain something. In this story, in the Old Testament time, we see these women defeating a natural enemy, okay? So was their natural, physical enemy. And that's because the spiritual enemy, Satan, at that time was using people and nations to try to destroy God's people in order to destroy the future generations that would bring God's purposes to pass. Ultimately, the one who would bring the Savior, Jesus. So ultimately, to destroy the lineage that would birth Mary, that would birth Jesus, to destroy the future plan that God had for the future generations. That includes you and I. Satan, all the way back, wanted to destroy this heritage and lineage. But now, Jesus has come. He defeated darkness on the cross when he died and he rose again. And he has given us authority. And so we understand now that we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities and power. Our battle is spiritual, but our spiritual enemy Satan is still in the exact same business, trying to destroy the work of God in you and stop you from your God-given purpose as a gardener and guardian called to serve and to rule, to rule through serving all of that which God has entrusted to you. And he does it for the exact same reason, to stop the purposes of God in the future generations. What you do matters. Every day, what you do matters. And so you and I need to stay calm under the palm because God is with us.
1: Wow, Pastor, that's amazing. Yes powerful powerful word that's exactly and we want to just take that and circle back to Deborah. now Deborah did not live small and she rose to be called you know she rose to her calling even though she was the unexpected person for her time and for Absolutely. her culture she rose to be a judge and as we look at her and as Lord pastor Lori has just said we may not be find ourselves in a physical war but we are waging a war spiritually and, emo- and emotionally and be encouraged today, that our authority comes from God, and the enemy has lost the war. The victory has been won. We can trust God. We can ask him to give us a fresh narrative, a fresh perspective, and step into the authority, the call that God has placed on you, and that God has placed on me. Deborah was obedient to God, and he anointed her, he granted her favor, and he gave her his authority. Now Deborah was significant, why? Not just because she was a judge and a leader and a warrior, but because she answered the obedient call to God and rose to be called a mother of Israel. So women, I wanna speak specifically to you today. You do not need to be a mother with children to be a mother. We are all called to be spiritual mothers. And we see this in Deborah, the mother of Israel. We as women, are all called to be spiritual mothers, to nurture and to care for our church and our church family and we all hold a responsibility and legacy to live as mothers to the future generations for God is passionate about generations. Mm -hmm. He is a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now I love how Pastor Lori has says this, your choices matter. The choices you make, the path you choose, sets you on a course and a roadway for the generations to follow. Will you answer the call to be a spiritual mother? Mm. Will you nurture, will you sacrifice, will you serve the next generation in ways of faith? Will you live a life that is disciplined and intentional to show that God is your priority, your passion, and your pursuit? In our lives, we can show our children how to be intentional with sports, education, money, friend choices, health. We can even show them how to be intentional and in how we use time, pleasure, and leisure. But are we showing them the most important thing? Are we showing them how to intentionally live disciplined lives of faith, of servanthood, of worship, of sacrificial giving, of surrender to God, His kingdom, and His, His purposes, or it is about us and what we desire? Are we living only for the here and now, or are we living for eternity and to help foster a place for the next generation? I want to encourage you today that you all matter you are significant each of us mothers and spiritual mothers have a significant part in the body of christ it does not matter our age i want to say that again it does not matter our age it is how we steward our days for god is in for the long haul your choices and life have long-term effects for the good or for the not so good, and as we choose to live lives modeled for the future generations, most of our intentional decisions will be lived behind closed doors, one faith decision after another imperfectly walked out. But each choice leads us down a path, a path of faith or a path of flesh. So mothers in this house, I urge you, make the disciplines and priority of God, your main passion and pursuit. We have generations watching and modeling after us. If going to church is a meh, we may turn out that we have a generation that will not even want to connect to community or go to church in the future and have it on the radar. If praying is a meh, We may have generations that do not abide or depend on God but rather live independent and faithless lives away from his heart and his love. If reading our Bible is a meh, we may not have a generation whose God's word is their light and their truth. God's plans and purposes are not just for you. Though they are about you, they are also about the future generations, your children's children, and the church's children's childrens. We must do our part. We must plant seeds of faith, pray, model, and declare the word by the way we live, and serve God, our reigning king, but then we must release it to him, and we must trust the Holy Spirit to do what only he can do in our children, and that is to draw them to Him, his own heart, and to bring salvation and a revelation of who he is. And I pray that you feel the urgency of this word today. Our choices play a significant part in the spiritual formation of the next generation. You matter. You may not feel that this is grandiose or your call is grandiose, but this is grandiose. This is the stuff that matters. Mm. When you read your Bible, it matters. When you worship, it matters. When you forgive, it matters. When you show up to church every week, it matters. When you serve the body of Christ, it matters. When you use your spiritual gifts, it matters. It matters for you, but also for the future of our church and our children, children to come in the future generations. And as we prepare to close, I wanna go a bit off on a tangent here. Actually, just before you do yes, Rhonda, Lord. let
0: me just add one thing. And I'm, then on I'm let you, And then I'm gonna let you fire in, because yeah, I yeah. know you have a powerful word. But there are likely two ways. Well, there are lots of ways the enemy wants to rob us. But there are a couple of ways specifically that I believe the enemy is targeting women and men, but women particularly. I believe that the enemy wants to rob you of your significance and your spiritual gifts Mm -hmm. in order to rob you of your purpose as a gardener and a guardian. And I believe that he does this by disqualification and diminishing you, if you feel small, insignificant, unworthy, unseen, not needed, not enough, like what you do does not matter or makes no difference whatsoever, let me tell you here today you're being robbed. You're being robbed of the enemy because it's a lie, and he is known as the father of lies, but there is a truth that comes over that. Now, why would the enemy do this? Why would we struggle so much with this, with feeling the significance, of what God has given us. It's because he is thinking of the future generations that you will impact. Mm -hmm. You have the power to make a difference for someone else, someone that you probably don't know. Even as we talk about Deborah here today, she didn't know us, but her being obedient to God's word affected us being here today. The second way that the enemy wants to rob you is he literally wants to rob your calm under the palm. He wants to rob your rest, your contentment, your fulfillment in your God-given calling. He wants to make you feel overwhelmed, anxious, stressed, and discontent. And if you feel that, if you feel a sense of constant striving and earning and being overwhelmed and stressed, then you will live discouraged, unable to actually see what you are doing for God. And this is a lie because this contentment will feed into that no matter what you do, no matter how much you do, it will never be enough. You are so loved by God, so loved that God sent you his spirit to live inside of you, to empower you, to be able to walk in the fullness of the created calling and purpose that he has given you. And he's given you this gift for you to do from a place of rest. Everything you have is from God, and God is with you, so we can remain calm under the palm. All right, to prophesy. Oh man, Go I love Go it. girl!
1: <laughs> that is so good. You matter, women. I want everyone here. I want to say, I matter. I matter. There is a plan and a purpose that God has. Well, I have just a word. I just yeah. have been feeling as I was doing this mess, putting this message together, with Pastor Lori. I want to speak about labels, and I want to speak about shame, and I want to speak into that right now, specific to single moms. And if you're a single mom here, no matter what has brought you into this place in your life, no matter your circumstances today is a new day. And I want to right now break off the label of being a single mom. That somehow you are not enough. That somehow you don't have what it takes. Or you're just under the radar for what a mom is. That you just aren't making it. I want to right now say you are a step up mom. You are stepping up in faith. You are stepping up in strength. You are stepping up to raise your children. You are stepping up to make a way and to provide for them. And I want you to know that God wants to encourage your heart today, that He has stepped up. He is stepping up in faith in your life. He is stepping up in provision. He is stepping up in strength and vision, and He is giving you all that you need. You are enough. You are significant. You are a step-up mom with great courage, and we applaud you, and we come around you, and we speak blessing and honor over your life. You are significant. You have a plan and a purpose. And you are integral in the body of Christ. So we say, Step up moms, we love yes. you. We love you.
0: I love that. I love Amen.
1: that. We received that right Amen. Our spirit, Rhonda. That is so, Amen. so, so, so
0: powerful. Well, Mother's Day and Father's Day can be two of the most painful days of the mm-hmm. year. And yes. Of course, in the midst of all this celebration and all this fun, we do want to take a moment to acknowledge that. I know some of you have lost your moms just this past year. I know, or maybe you've lost your mom a while ago, but still the pain every single time Mother's Day comes around. Some of you are living through broken relationships with your family, with your children, and again, as soon as Mother's Day comes, it's like, oh, it's just the weight the family dynamics, the pain, the struggle. Some of you have come from abusive situations, situations that you would say, if only I had a mom like. And I understand, it can be really, really painful today. And I I, I wanna just acknowledge that. I wanna acknowledge that. And I just wanna honor every single one of you for being here today, even though it's a painful day. Because this is an opportunity for us together as a body of Christ to lean into some of those spaces that are not as they should be. And you know, we serve a God who's in the business of making things new, of making all things new. But we read, as we read through all the stories in the Bible, sometimes the reconciliation and the redemption took years upon years upon years upon years. And so we stand in faith and we continue to believe that God is making all things new. And that means for you, in your situation and in your story. And we've prepared today a prayer card for anybody who has experienced loss. At any point, if you're in loss and grieving, we've prepared a prayer card for anybody. It's at the welcome desk. You can go and pick it up. And what we really encourage you to do is to pick up this card and take some time alone with the Lord this week. And just read the card. You can read it every day if you want. It's got a prayer on the back, a crafted prayer that we have put time into to to prepare for you. And we are believing God for another layer of healing to come as you take that time with God between you and the Lord and pray through the loss that you're experiencing but i just want to take a moment i just want to pray into just any brokenness any unsettledness in your relationships in your past in your history in your story and let's just believe again for another layer of healing father we thank you in this moment that you are making all things new jesus when you went to the cross you bore all the brokenness that we have in our lives upon yourself so that we could be made whole and new And so I just pray and I just speak another layer of Holy Spirit healing to come to relationships, to pain, to betrayals, to grief, to loss, to brokenness, to all the things in our lives and in our stories that are not as they should be. And as we lean into this Mother's Day today, may we not run from that pain, but God, may we lean into it with you and allowing you to bring another layer of healing in that space. We pray this in the name of Jesus.